Good morning or good afternoon, and welcome into Her Huddle, Chicago Brace podcast presented by Joseph Herf. For those of you who don't know me or my work, you can follow me on Twitter at Joseph Herf NFL for all tweets, articles, and reactions surrounding the Bears. Obviously, again, trying to get back on schedule, so it's been, I think, a few weeks since my last podcast. Holidays and me just being me, um, it's been a little tough, but um, today I'm back. I'm going to be uh, discussing the basically the importance and the ramifications of this Bears versus Packers game for the Bears. Um, and then along with uh, with their future regarding that. And then finally, I'll be discussing the three keys to victory um, for the Packers game and along with a prediction of the score. So the Bears and the Packers play each other for the second time this season. They actually opened the season and they're ending the season. So um, the Bears currently are 7-9. and nine, The Packers are 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, Just the overall importance of the game in general. Um Bears are obviously limited from the playoffs, but the Packers are still alive, um, and technically they're in as of now. If they win this game, I believe that secures the deal for them, um, if I'm not mistaken, at 9-8. and eight. Um, But if they lose, they're going to need a lot to basically get snuck back in. So um, this game is very important to them. They need to win this game. It's at home, last game of the season. It's basically a must-win for them, and a obviously, given the record in the last time they faced, it should be on paper. Um, but what does this mean for the Bears? Obviously, again, Bears podcast. Let's talk about the Bears here. Um, if you end the season at eight and nine with a big win, prime time in Lambeau to end the season, to end the Packers' potential playoff hopes, you finish eight and nine, you have a ton to ride into the next season of hype. Um, obviously, if you are pro not having Eberflus around, you want the Bears to lose here and you want them to lose miserably because that would possibly seal the deal for Eberflus's future here and he'd probably be fired. Um, but a million different scenarios can happen in this game that can affect basically every person who is on the chopping block, whether that's, I want to say the chopping block, but um, a watchable person, whether that's Luke Getze, um, Matt Eberflus, or Justin Fields. So as an example, let's say the Bears win this game, Eberflus' defense picks off Jordan Love two to three times, and they only give up like 18 points. Bears win 30 to 18, whatever it is. Um, Eagles keeps his job. That's unquestioned. That's a massive win. Again, like I said, finishing eight and nine when your expectations regardless, over-under was set at seven and a half, six and a half in some sports books, finished with eight wins. Your team showed development throughout the year. Your team was learning how to win. That's massive. Um, say you get blown out and your defense gets destroyed. Eberflus hasn't beaten the Packers yet. That's just, you can't keep him around if that's the case. But, so basically his job is on the line here. You could say Fields' job is on the line. Fields has never beaten Green Bay. He has obviously expressed his hatred for Green Bay already as a Bears player. Um, what if he goes off? That could literally keep him around. I mean, if you were the Bears and you just saw the last home game, Bears fans were chanting, we want fields as the game ended. Then he goes into Lambeau and just absolutely, say, tears up Green Bay's defense. Granted, they're not good, but say he tears them up. It's going to be hard to take him away from the Bears. Um, and say, you know, say you lose badly. The offense stumbles and the defense is a little bit, say everything. You clean house. There's a million different things can happen in this game that could give one it gives recency bias whether that's you know something that you believe in or not it is definitely real recency bias is a real thing that um not only business owners fans um analysts everybody has um 
that m- make a big effect in decisions. So the recency bias, you end the season seven and 10, you got blown up by Green Bay and let them get into the playoffs. It's hard to keep your coach around and your quarterback and your offense coordinator. You clean house, in my opinion. Um, the other big thing I want to give a comp to, um, it seems like Iberflus has become a big culture guy. It seems like everybody loves him. Again, I don't know how much that's just, you know, player speak on a podcast with TJ Edwards. Um, Montez Sweat getting interviewed. I have no idea. Um, but that aligns, obviously not the same sort of obviously presence it seems like, but the lines with the Lions and Dan Campbell. I mean, the Lions last year had a similar story to the Bears. They started the season one and six. They finished the year nine and eight. They rallied as a team. They learned how to win. Their offense got going. Um, they like everything went their way, basically. Um, and they and same thing last game of the year, they faced Green Bay. Um, and I think if Green Bay won, they would have made playoffs. I don't remember what the deal was there, but it was Aaron Rodgers' last game as a Packer, and the Lions just destroyed him. I think they picked him off in his last ever pass attempt as a Packer, um, which is any sort of Bears fan or NFC North fan. That was awesome. Um, but they learned how to win, and then they started winning, and now look at them. Now they ran away with the division. So Iberflus basically has a lot on the line in this game, and so does Fields, and so does Getze. So I, this game is going to be absolutely massive. I, it, I said, I was talking to one of my friends earlier, I said this is the biggest game of Justin Fields' career for the NFL. I think if he gets blown out this game, I don't think it's another starting opportunity. I think he maybe gets a competition opportunity, and then maybe he wins the starting job. Um, but if he blows out Green Bay, he might still be here. He might be, still be the starting next season. So very interested to see the game. Um, and next I'll have my three keys to victory and the prediction. First, I want to add before I record this next part, went through this whole thing, realized I used the wrong input device, so I had to re-record this whole last part of three keys to victory, which obviously wasn't long, but hey, we have to do it again. Um, but three keys to victory. Um, number one, pressure Jordan Love. He's had all time in the world to throw the ball. Um, get to him, make him make those ill-advised throws that he makes when he gets under pressure off his back foot. Um, he throws off his back foot very often when he gets under pressure and on the deep ball and it kills his deep balls. Um, he makes weird angled throws also. I know he had that one where he was like doing the splits and then tried to throw one sidearm and it was just a duck. Um, and in general, like he is not good when he's under pressure, just statistically. He has a sub 50% completion percentage when he is under pressure per, um, or 28th in the NFL is what that rating is, uh, per, uh, player profiler, I don't only really use PFF because, you know, um, don't fully trust their stats all the time. Um, but regardless, um, he's awesome. Otherwise, uh, play action completion percentage is number six. Red zone is number 17. Um, deep ball is number 18. Like, he's much better everywhere else. But the one thing that he's low in is his pressured completion percentage where he's 31st in the NFL. Um, so get to him and make him basically make mistakes. Um ill-advised those interceptions. Um, the next one kind of ties into that, and that's uh, basically limit the big plays. So Jordan Love loves to throw the deep ball, I believe, and pull up his sets again. I think he's second in the NFL. Second in the NFL in air yards, which is wild, um, given that he's 10th in passing yards, just because he's such a lower completion percentage. Um, but he uh, he, is the 70, he has second most deep ball times with 74, about five per game. And he throws the ball a ton. So limit those deep balls or limit the completion of those. Um, have them well covered. Eddie Jackson, hopefully in the back end, should do a very good job of that. 
Um, but on top of just his ability to throw deep, they got a bunch of explosive wide receivers and running backs. Christian Watson, uh, new addition, Bill Melton, who's been great for them. Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, and then Aaron Jones, obviously, out of the backfield. Um, hasn't been the same this year, but he's still Aaron Jones. He had a touchdown against us for a big gain um, on a fourth down play week one. And then last time they torched us on that, and then they also torched us on, on another big wide open play, and that was a tight end leak to Luke Musgrave where he was completely wide open, and that was considered, you know, a great deep ball pass attempt on the stat book. That's why I don't trust PFF fully. Um, but regardless, just being disciplined on the defense is going to be huge here, which I think this defense has grown a ton in that department. They've gotten so much better with uh, being smart, limiting the big plays outside of that Browns game where somehow Joe Flacco led them back and had a long touchdown to Amari Cooper. Um, but it's going to be massive. And lastly, keep the offense going. The offense has gonna done a good job lately of getting of it getting going in general and scoring points. Um, but they still falter. They take the foot off the gas. They stop trying. They run, run, pass, run, run, screen, do that kind of thing. A penalty, screenplay, whatever. Um, one, you don't take your foot off the gas at Lambeau. The Packers are a very momentum based team, and they are especially in Lambeau with that crowd. You can't take your foot off the gas. If you get out to a lead early, you need to keep extending that lead with aggression and points. Um, and two, you sure don't take your foot off the gas when you've got up three games. The Bears were up in the fourth quarter by at least two scores. They're up by 17 in the fourth twice versus the Lions and the Broncos, and they're up by two scores in the fourth uh, against the Browns. So can't be doing that. Um, need to keep the foot on the gas. Need to keep the pressure there. So then finally, my prediction, I'll be honest, I don't think that happens. I mean, I – don't think – I think Matt LaFleur has our number. I think he knows how to beat us, and I think Matt Averflus and Luke Getze will not be able to adjust. I don't know if Luke Getze still wants Green Bay to win or what, um, but I think the Bears keep it close at least. I don't know if they, you know, they actually the last second touchdown to win by two scores, but I could see it being a 28-24 type of game. Um, and the Bears have a lead, and then they blow it. I just that's, – that's not even me being pessimistic. That's just the way the Packers have been playing. They've been hot. Bears have also been hot, but the Bears still have blown leads, and they still have made games close, and they had to be like the Cardinals game um, and the Lions game. Like every single game that they've won recently, they they get out to a lead early, and then they make it closer than it has to be. A Falcons game too. Um, regardless, I, I would love for it to be a win, but I think if I had to guess, I think if the Bears do lose this game, I would imagine that I'll, I'll talk about it more in an episode once the game is actually over. Um, don't want to jump ahead of the gun here, but um, I would assume that that the staff gets cleaned out if they lose that game. And I would assume that Fields is gone as well. Um, and they bring in somebody else, which again, may not be the worst case scenario. Um, but regardless, um, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, a little shorter episode today. Just wanted to kind of get one out there to get one out there. I haven't done one in a while. Um, I will be recording an episode for sure when the season ends to kind of recap the season discuss next steps, all that stuff. So um, thank you all for tuning in and I will see you guys all next week.